Alright, well, we're uh, back from the coffee break. We had some technical difficulties during the coffee break, but that's exactly when we're supposed to have them. So, so you know, that's a good thing, right, Pat? I say so, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I think we'll yeah. be okay now. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Well, um, well, yeah, Anthony, so we've been talking about you, about you, to you. Also, I, I feel like I've been slightly mispronouncing your name. Can you can you say it for us uh, just to make sure? Oh, Anthony Garofalo is fine. Uh, okay. Garofalo is the one I heard a lot growing up. Um, it's an adopted last name, <laughs> so I've never really cared too much how it was pronounced, Garofalo or Garofalo. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 it's fine. I've been called both my whole life. It's like, oh, you're like Janine Garofalo, like the actress. Sure, uh, why not? Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Sure. Well, anyway, so yeah, so we've been talking about your time at Blue Origin and Oh, well, I can't how you got there, but now you, you've been at you've been at Blue Origin for for how long? Just just to clarify that, about two three months now. About two, three, three months. Push. It'll be about three months in a like a week or so. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I, I saw you at the Maker Fair for the first time. It, it's funny because you know this is the first time, you know, you're usually not on on camera, and you said it, it took you a while to even even talk on camera on your YouTube just because, you know, we're engineers, we have a hard time with that, myself included. But it's 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 funny though. Like you always had the mask on your face, and and you came up and talked to me, and I'm like, who is this guy? Because <laughs> yeah. like, because honestly, honestly, you're a little taller and a little like thinner than I thought. I guess maybe the, like the mask makes me think you're just like yeah. like yeah. down, in, you know, like some sort of I, I I don't know. I just yeah, you get some impression. Well, I like no. I mean, I also I did used to be a bit heavier. Okay. Also, uh, yeah, I was about twenty pounds heavier uh, a couple years ago, so I did okay. I did lose some weight probably from that picture anyway. Okay, but, well, it's made a little both. But you no, know, the mask does. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to wear a, a, like a welding mask, like a welding respirator when I would solder. Like sometimes I'd just be soldering boards all day. Like Ooh. I just literally all day. Just I would do S and D stuff, uh, a lot of prototyping stuff. But sometimes I I got to make up fifty boards by myself. Hand placement, one by one, every component, and I'm just, you know, I got tired of like I, I preferred the mask over the, uh, you know, like a, a vent okay. hood okay. or something. But Fair that's enough. just me. I don't know. It kind of yeah. looks cool too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good bit uh, for the photos. In fact, in fact, my YouTube photo has me on a mask too. So it's uh it's funny because it was like pre-2019 so like i feel like people saw it like yeah yeah they probably like, see <laughs> yeah like oh that guy's really like into the mask thing and yeah. i mean whatever i wore you know i did i did, did what i needed to but uh it had nothing to do with that <laughs> whatsoever yeah yeah i kind of i always wondered what people would like now look at my profile <laughs> and i'm wearing a a respirator <laughs> they think i'm wearing that like every day outside or well, it's yeah, like no I mean, it's funny it's like I, I you know 2020 era it's like you know 2019 you walk into a bank with a mask on and they're you know calling the cops and putting money on the table and then 2020 you walk into a bank without a mask on and they're they think it's a bad thing i guess anyway <laughs> that's not that's not the subject of this podcast i guess but, it's um, whatever you want it to it's, be. It's whatever you want. Whatever you want it to be, I guess. Um, but anyway, Pat, Pat and I were talking. We should probably uh, like talk about the Maker Fair a little bit. Now you were. I saw you at the Maker Fair. Jeremy, for the first time. what you is with, the Maker Fair? Yeah. I've never oh, been. That's a good. That's a good point. Have you really? You've been to Maker Fair, haven't you? Me? No. Yeah. 
Okay, well, Never. so a maker fair is something, basically, it's like an adult uh, adult science fair. Basically, these people that know, have something they want to show off, whatever, or maybe they are selling something, or maybe maybe you have combat robots you want to fight, or a uh, race car, you know, they have that too. Basically, it's just like a bunch of people who like to make stuff. They go to this thing called a maker fair, and you get to show it off. Lots of people come, you talk to them, and it's like a, like a festival of engineering and art and whatever else it's it's pretty it's it's pretty fun so this just takes um, place out in the parking uh, lot of some place or is this in a building or what uh yeah it's 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 in my driveway it was uh <laughs> <laughs> no so so um so the one in orlando it's been going on for 10 years it's maker fair orlando they have it at the central florida fairgrounds i believe it's called and uh, my exhibit my my table was in something i think they called it the opportunity building or something I, I don't know yeah yeah i think so they were okay. all the buildings are named after different like nasa okay you know, like missions and stuff yeah so so i was there i had my table um let's see actually the guy we had him last week uh, uh mr four bits his uh four bit industries was there anthony may have may have seen him he was he was close to them they had a uh, so jeremy uh, you're telling people... me you took your little walking rover into a building named after a rover yeah, oh, that's interesting. I never yeah, quite got he that. Did. Uh, he did. He did. I never quite got Fantastic. that connection. But yes, I had my uh, clear crawler <laughs> there, and it was crawling around and stuff. And also had some PCBs that I made. So I, I feel like my I feel like my table was kind of like had uh, it was interesting, but it had kind of like a split personality maybe. Whereas um, somebody like Mr. Forbes that we had him last time, he was there to sell. He did a very good job. He he was excellent. And then two booths down from him. We had Anthony Garofalo, or I should say Blue Origin, who had a, yeah. um, you know, a great display. And they actually, uh, so I guess you guys were just talking about what you guys do. But, but the coolest thing was they had these postcards that they were giving out. And, and what, what were these postcards all about, Anthony? What, what, was, this, what was the deal here? Yeah, so uh, I'm an engineer for Blue Origin, but I'm an ambassador for their company that's uh it's kind of under the umbrella of origin it's a non-profit company called uh club for the future and it's all about you know promoting stem education for kids and so uh one of the big things we do is we, we go to schools and you know we also are involved with creating curriculum that involves space so the kids learn about space and are excited about space because you know the, the hardest thing the space industry is finding talent because who's building rockets? Like there's only so many engineers that have experience building rockets. So we, we want to increase that because in the future we're going to be building more and more of these rockets and we need that workforce. So we, we go out and we go to these schools and one of the biggest hits is these little postcards we do. And uh, we actually have a payload container that we strap to every launch and then we send these postcards up to space and then when they come back, we, we, we take them out, we stamp them that they've been to space, and then we send them back to the kids. And it's really cool. It's just like the kids will sometimes just draw like art on the back, you know, like a, a rocket launch or, or some kind of, you know, we just tell the kids to write anything on the back. You know, there's a, uh, if they don't know what to write, there's a little prompt if they, if they want, but it, it's kind of what, write whatever you want. And we, we, we actually send it to space. It comes back and we send it back to the this people. This is like a letter to Santa Claus, 
Except it's really yeah, cool. Exactly. This is really cool. Yeah, I know. It, it's really cool. My mom, uh, once she found out that I had access, I feel like a stack of them. And she's like, you got to send me. So I had to send my mom a handful because she wants to give them out to like my nieces and cousins and things like that. So No, honestly, I had kind of forgotten about it the day before the podcast or, you know, a couple hours ago. I, so I gave my kids, I gotten some things from Nigger Fair for them. One was a, uh, this guy had a epoxied SMD parts. I don't know if you saw that, Anthony. It was that a Nightfire Electronics, I think. Anyway, no, they, they basically had all these like leftover um, surface mount parts and they put them in epoxy, like in, in letters and stuff and made like mm. jewelry out of them. Really quite, quite clever since, you know, some of the stuff you just have too much of it. But um, anyway, so I gave them some of, some of that, but I also gave them the cards and they were so like excited about it. It was, it was. I wasn't <laughs> sure what they'd think about it, but they thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, no, um, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I was like, I was like, yeah, here's one for you and you, and you know, I got three kids, and one of them's a baby, and I was like, yeah, and then mommy and I can do the fourth one, and my my uh, my middle daughter, she's like, oh no, we won't have one forever. I'm like, no, mommy and I will share one, and you guys can each do your own, and uh, they they were they were pumped about it though so that's awesome so thanks for that um thought that was yeah awesome. no it that maker fair experience was uh is pretty awesome for me i mean i must have talked to hundreds of kids and uh they were so excited about space and like some of these kids were like oh did you see the falcon heavy with two solid boosters and <laughs> it's like the dragon <laughs> capsule and like these kids are talking about rockets like we used to talk about cars like yeah. it's a dodge viper it's or it's a pontiac Grand Am, like these kids are like, oh, did you see the Falcon Heavy? <laughs> like, like, we, we it's don't talk. Crazy. This, is, this is Blue Origin. We don't talk about Falcon Heavies. <laughs> That's okay. That's do okay. any of these kids play Kerbal Space Program? I'm sure they do. I I've never uh, played it. I I'm, I'm big into games. I just I never I never uh, played it. Uh, it looks cool though. You could I've seen lots of like cool things on Reddit that, with the uh, Kerbal Space. Like what exactly? How yeah. I, I think you're familiar with it. How does it? How does yeah, it work? Well, you. Uh, yeah. I've only played it in. There's a sandbox mode where you have access to all the parts, but I've only played the career mode where you start out. They give you goals to make money. Like you have to just launch a rocket and you get some money, and then you get more parts and you can build fancier rockets. You get to orbit and then to the moon, and then I've only gotten to the moon. But you design the rockets out of boosters <laughs> and couplers and separators and fuel tanks and. Stuff. And they have That's a mod awesome. that make, turns it into real life. They use real NASA parts with real scale plan. The Kerbal planet is not the... It looks like it's Earth, but it's much smaller. It only takes like a minute and a half to mm. get to orbit instead of... I don't know how long... <laughs> I don't even know the exact... The right amount of time. Yeah. Like I, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it takes to... Like you could be fully in orbit in less than two minutes. But they did the right thing there because yeah. it would be boring if you had to sit and wait 20 minutes. You know, every time you failed to yeah. get your rocket I, to orbit. Have either one of you watched a, lock, a rocket land before? Not in person. I have not. Oh man, I'm I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I saw it the first time. And I'm like, man, you know, I I don't live that far away from that, but I, I know I have not seen it. Is it awesome? Is it as awesome as you would think? It's way more awesome than the launch itself. It's it's uh, I the the Falcon Super Heavy was amazing. Uh, not the not the launch itself. It was like the launch itself was like okay. That's what, it's not. It was not nearly what I saw the other night with uh, yeah, 8. Yeah. 8, 8, 8. 8 million pounds of thrust. But 
the when the when they land, sometimes they land out on the barge. Sometimes they land at the space force. And the uh, couple weeks ago, they landed at the space force, and I was lucky enough to be able to see it from the base. <laughs> so they like I was there, and uh, I didn't get a good I didn't get footage of it, but uh, when they land because um, there's there's two of them landing at the same time, they each break the sound barrier. And when they they break the sound barrier on reentry, it's it's just so loud and and it's like pop 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 and then pop 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 and it's just like it's just it's a it, it's more it's unexpected than just uh, more I don't know it's just you I recommend it if you, if you can plan it try to I know we'll have to, we'll have to try to do that sometime it's um you know seen on the video it looks like it looks like a really really cheesy cheesy special effects like that's not that's just you know, played okay, in reverse can, whatever Jeremy. that's a takeoff in it reverse. doesn't yeah exactly it doesn't it doesn't look real to me no it and doesn't look real in person either that's the crazy thing it doesn't look it looks fake it's like what the heck that's there, why it's exciting there was a cheesy uh like soviet union have you seen this like the soviet union like it's some cheesy black and white soviet union film you know like 60s or something and the rocket goes up and then it lands and it's like oh that's really cheesy but now <laughs> What do you know? They now they they do that kind of thing. So oh, it's crazy, and um, you know, I didn't. Uh, do you know that rockets are controlled the same as intercontinental ballistic missiles? That makes sense to me. I, what what do you, that makes uh -huh. sense? But what do you, what do you mean by that exactly? So an intercontinental ballistic missile works by going up, over, and down. <laughs> right. That that's how a lot of them work. Like we could technically send a a missile up to space. Let's go over, and then straight down. So there's nothing stopping NASA or SpaceX or Blue Origin from strapping weapons to these things. So they're controlled as if they were weapons. So, right. Uh, so so that's interesting. So what you're saying is the intercontinental missiles, they are designed in such a way that they go up and then basically they to taunt to taunt the, uh, you know, we'll just say the Soviets. They come down, <laughs> they come down on their on, they land very slowly and then just to. So they can see yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think what he's really saying not is they're not so ballistic. You know, they're, they're, they have a controllable tra trajectory. They could go up and then be, right? That's okay. the, you know, because if it could go up and stop and then come back down, that's not a ballistic trajectory anymore, right? That's that's a good point. Yeah. This is some really, really crazy futuristic stuff, but... One thing we wanted to make sure we talked about. Now you said, and hopefully this isn't like top secret or anything, but you guys 3D print. You guys have a gigantic metal 3D printer that can actually print the uh, all kinds of stuff. Correct. Right? Is it correct. Correct. Yeah, and uh, some of these other companies have them as well. Um, I I work with 3D printers almost every day. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, and uh, there's a handful of smaller metal printers, and then there's bigger ones much bigger ones <laughs> and uh uh yeah yeah some of these prints take 30 days what's the biggest one you have or that not what? you printer yeah you could drive a car you could basically you, you could drive a car into it car yeah <laughs> 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 well you, you you 3d print rocket parts yeah. though <laughs> rocket engine no nozzles and things like that so it, it's this big but what is what kind of tolerance can you get out of it if it's you know as big as a car, can you get a you know a couple so thousand metal, tolerance or whatever? Metal, metal. So metal three D printing is uh, a lot more complicated than plastic three D printing because of the uh, 
thermodynamics basically uh so for uh, a lot of it depends on which one which printer you're using but if you take one that it, it kind of works the same way as an fdm printer right some of them um so if you look at the ones that work like fdm printers where they're basically you know going layer by layer uh, but instead of uh, spools of filament, there are cartridges that are similar to a crayon. So it's like about the same size as a crayon too. But this crayon has metal powder in it, and there's some kind of uh, binder, uh, wax, or some kind of binder that binds them. And so instead of a spool, they have these cartridges that look like little cigarettes or crayons, and then they drop them in, and then they push. They it kind of extrudes them like a injection molding instead of like a, a gear that you would have on an FDM printer. Um, and then so the, the crazy thing about the metal printing is that when the part's done, it's very brittle. It needs to be annealed in an oven. So we put it in an oven and then it shrinks and it's not a linear shrink. That's, that's where it gets very uh, complicated. It's not a linear shrink. Every inch of thickness you add, adds more of a tapered expansion it's not it's it's uh the part is not shrinking or expanding in a linear fashion so it depends it's highly dependent on the tech uh, on the geometry every part is never right on the first do you time. have to every single part design for be, that or does the software that does the slicing yeah. does it compensate try to compensate for that it's a uh, it's a bit of both but you have to basically model it like this to make it end up like this because it's not only a shrinking thing, it's a tapered. As you get thicker, you get more uneven cooling, and uh, it's a lot more, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's a lot more complicated than plastic. But uh, it's something that I'm really excited about, and uh, it's one of the things that makes me happy to be where I'm at, because I'm, I'm getting to work with the most expensive equipment in the world, and I can reach out. There's 10,000 employees at Blue Origin now. I can reach out to any one of them. I've, I've, I've already looked at who the experts are on different topics. And it's like I have the best library I could think of. I find an expert, I talk to them. I find an expert, I grab lunch with them. I, I find who, you know, it, it's really cool because everyone I've reached out to has been like, oh yeah, I'll show you, I'll give you a tour of this crazy testing facility. Yeah, sure. Like, and I can request to just go to Kent next week and work from there for a week if I want to. It's just, it's weird for me, but uh, it's, it's exciting because awesome. uh, the machinery you is... Jeff, Jeff Bezos for, you know, a million dollars or anything? No, no, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I've talked to a lot of people that talk to him and it, it, it's pretty crazy the amount of work that these guys have done in the last uh, several years, like... Just, uh, we went from, I think, I mean, just in the last year, I mean, we've hired over, we've hired about almost 5,000 people this year. Wow. We've almost doubled this year alone. That's amazing. So we went from 5,000 people last year to about 10,000 now. So it's, it's crazy. Or Blue Origin, obviously they're in their infancy still. Are, are they, or companies have contracts with them, right? So they are going towards yeah, we profitability. Have, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we uh, you know, have customers. Uh, the New Shepard rocket, which launches out of West Texas, that's kind of like a, more of a tourist, uh, also uh, research-driven um you know, source of revenue. So the people that go on the New Shepherd, you know, we've launched uh, several of them now, and uh, we've launched. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but the amount of humans we've launched this year alone 
Wait, wait, wait. Lot. So I didn't actually know that. So the new Shepard. So you can buy you can buy a trip to space now. That's like taking. Yeah, yeah. Normal. We've took. I I mean, hold on. Let me let me. I'm let me only going up there if I'm How on many... the shuttle with uh, William Shatner. <laughs> he went. I I I I highly recommend either one of you watching the. Uh, I think uh, I should know the name of it, but it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, the video uh, portion, yeah, yeah. There's a Shatner in space, or or something to do with. There's a documentary where William I, I Shatner goes up. I think I saw that pop up. So it was a pretty pretty decent show or show. Yeah, no, it was it was it was cool. It was just like a little mini documentary. Nice. No, let me. Yeah, see. I, I had no idea. I mean, I knew I knew Bezos went up that one time or Bezos Bezos. Yeah, mispronouncing everyone's name today, but um. I didn't realize it was just like a like a thing now. So that's yeah, yeah. Just uh, I think uh, as of December eleventh, we flew we we flew fourteen people to space last year, okay. four, and then this year, several more than that. Uh, now I, I remember I just, now, Pat. Maybe maybe you can confirm this or deny this, but I remember several years ago, this first space tourist I think was one of the Backstreet Boys or maybe New Kids on the Block or something or it was some <laughs> boy band. He basically like paid a Russian rocket to take him up or something. Am, I don't know I if you're making that, that up, but that... several, several billionaires have gone to space on, well, usually in Soviet rockets, right? You know, Richard Garriott from, so, you know, so... the guy who made the Ultima video games, computer games? He went to space on on a Russian uh, yeah. rocket, and... Oh, you know what? Me? <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. I don't even remember what I was saying. Well, you yes, had Richard yes. Garriott and uh, maybe... You were saying Gary, Gary whatever. Mark Shuttleworth from Ubuntu. He went to space. I think I probably. Okay. I'll bleep it out and put whatever kind of rocket he went up on. I'll just dub it in, and it'll look <laughs> like I know what I'm talking about. You know, you know. Speaking of video games, like Ultima, that was that was quite that's quite an old game at this point. But Anthony and I were talk, were talking at the Maker Fair, and I was talking about I couldn't remember the name guy's name, but it was John John yeah. Carmack. You know who that is, Brad yeah. Pat. Okay, and I said, yeah, I was like, yeah, Anthony was the guy who the guy who created Doom has a space program, I believe. <laughs> And he's like, oh, Doom, that was kind of before oh, my time. Yeah. But he didn't like, make Doom. He's man. famous for making Commander Keen, like, five years before Doom. So that's... Uh, well, that's that's definitely before Anthony's time. Wait, Doom, yeah, Doom, Doom, right? Quake and Doom and uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Which, which, you know, interestingly enough, our, our former host, Max, who I think is maybe, like, a tiny bit younger than Anthony, he, he, played, he played Wolfenstein 3D. I'm like, man, that is. And I think he was like way, way too young for it, because I remember playing that one like yeah, I was like 13 or right. so. Like, man, this is like a scary game. But yeah, uh, I grew up. Uh, I grew up. I think playing uh, the earliest game like Atari and uh, like Super Mario. I played. Okay. I played those, but I just never played Doom. Yeah, what, was Doom a computer game? Sorry, yeah, that's, that's a fine. stupid question. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, it was, it was probably I, a computer game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't have a computer till I was like twelve, I think. Okay. So yeah, like most of my childhood was like uh, Super Mario Brothers and uh, Star Fox. Yeah, okay. Oh, Star Fox was a great game. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm, now now I'm feeling more like in the Jeremy feels better. Not too old, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. I what about Final Fantasy? I like I like Final Fantasy when I was a kid too. Well, you know, <laughs> I think I think I only played one or two of those games. I. You know those role playing games. I always thought that I always enjoyed them, but it always seemed kind of like, like I shouldn't because basically you're just like pressing fight. Yeah, press you're rolling fight, dice. Fight, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You don't better. have to have the dice. Yeah. my friends and I we used to play computer role playing much. games, but seemed... not the console ones. The console ones seemed simple compared to 
simple or a pain in the neck to you know you had to do, press up and down and select it instead of just hitting the key for the thing you wanted to do it was it's like why do we want to do this extra work to take longer to play a game when we could just you know play it on a computer <laughs> they didn't have final fantasy on computers yeah. Jeremy. we played other games <laughs> they, they not, not the early ones hmm. no star fox was great though i i remember not having the uh right hardware to play it i, I think i had a regular nintendo i never had like a super nintendo or a Sega Genesis or anything like that, because, well, you know, my parents, I don't think my parents really wanted me playing video games that much, which was yeah, They didn't know you could go wise. out and make John Carmack money. It's funny, funny how you're... If you enjoyed that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was, because um, in Doom, Doom the movie, which wasn't that great, um, they, uh, he was, it was great. I don't know if he was actually in it, or basically it was like Dr. John Carmack had like sent these people to space, and I thought that was great that they like, Wrote him into the movie somehow, which is kind of <laughs> terrible. It was it wasn't that great of a movie. I, I think uh, The Rock was in it when he had hair. So, <laughs> if you can imagine, I, I can't even imagine The Rock with hair. <laughs> he looks. He looks. I mean, you know, luckily for him, he's got a good shaped head because it, I I actually have a bad shaped head. So if I went bald, yeah. I'd have like I, I have like a ridge. You know, like well, some people true. have weird shaped heads. <laughs> he luckily has has a nice shaped head. He might have skull <laughs> implants. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Right. Do they? Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. He's got the money for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to make get my the, head look. You got to get the skull implant to get the money from acting, so you can look look good enough. So. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna need some uh, work at some point or. Uh, I don't think my wife's gonna go for the uh, bald look. Some some guys can pull it off, but I don't think I'm. I I don't think I'm that guy. I'm the wrong person to ask, Jeremy. I don't really. I'm not. I don't understand style and things. I don't really know what's going on. You've got a nice oh, button-up shirt. I there, wore a long sleeve shirt because like, it's cold did you get... today. And this one, it's kind of big. Okay. Oh, it, doesn't this feel it's big? Here. Feel you don't know that it feels big. It just feels like a big shirt. I feel like yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not there, and that'd be a weird thing to ask if I was there. But um. <laughs> yes, are you? Pat, uh, I'm near Dallas, Texas. Where are you Texas, located, Pat? And it's been getting down near freezing almost every night the last few nights. Maybe this week. Wow. Okay. Well, tomorrow I think I think it's going to be like 50. It's like that's why I'm today. It was kind of cold. I was. <laughs> Like yeah, for me, we were at 59 uh, during yeah, the day. Is, yeah, it's going to be... But I think we're going down into the mid-30s tonight. I'm going so, to 50, 52, which yeah. is like our Christmas. Okay. <laughs> it's the yeah, coldest. so Anthony's uh, close enough to me that I'll probably be... Well, I don't know. Sometimes it'll... I suppose we're on different coasts of Florida, so maybe it'll be different here. But it was a little bit cold today because I... I rode my bike to the gym to work out today, and I had to put on long pants instead of my shorts. So, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you got to yeah, do. Sometimes with, uh, I go out on my wheel and I wear my shorts and I don't make it very far and I say, "Holy crap! I need to go back and, you know, get pants." Just a little explanation there. Pat has no, something called a one-wheel. I don't have a one-wheel. I have around. an electric oh, that's cool. unicycle. I know what it is. It's like a one-wheel turn sideways. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you ride it like you're skiing. The wheel goes between. Now, are you, we're hey. gonna find out if you're old or young. Yeah, you're, just like you're, 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 it's either. Yeah, you yeah. stand. You stand on it like you and know. It's, if you're old, you understand it as half a Segway. If you're young, you understand it as half a hoverboard. Is what I've learned from talking to people. But these are like one wheels, except they go fast. I could go about thirty miles an hour, and that'd be. Ter- I should. No, I, I've I've seen them. That's pretty cool. 
That no, that's that's pretty oh, cool. I love I, it. It's so, so much, you like it? Very hard to learn to ride. It took you know weeks to get confident and comfortable. But we have a there's like twenty miles of bike trail right behind my house, paved bike trail that go through the city here, and I just have to yeah. Oh, it's fantastic having it right here. Okay, I, I I've really I've been this close to buying one. I have a I have an e bike yep. that goes thirty four miles an hour. Yeah, I, I that's try pretty not fast. To near that uh, for I, a I stop at about twenty. I have a little. You can set an alarm. I have a speed alarm set on there, so if I go past twenty, it beeps at me to let me know. Because the scariest part is the difference between twenty and thirty miles an hour when you're riding. It doesn't it doesn't feel any scarier or more dangerous at thirty. But I know I'm going to get hurt a lot more. <laughs> If I'm going 30, then 20. And I don't <laughs> yeah, wear nearly no. enough protective gear for that. Yeah, no. But what's great about it, Anthony, you can pick yeah, it up. I, I, so you can ride, you can put it in your trunk. I've seen them. Like a bike is hard to take with you somewhere. And this, you could just. Hey. No. You know what they say. Hope you got a big trunk because I'm putting my bike in there. <laughs> I'm putting that up on Twitter, Jeremy. I'm, I'm putting my one wheel in there. Like uh, yeah, in like motion, in motion one, one like yeah. one of these. Yeah, like uh, that. That's a really fast one, I think. It doesn't so look you like. Look, a, so you look like there. that's that's you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this, Anthony. Pat was telling me apparently he was riding around as a unicycle, or sorry, it's one wheel, and he, he like guess weighs it this lady or something because apparently he weighs it everybody, and they she's like on her phone she's like, yeah, it's that guy again. So he's like, she's, that's. Pat's apparently that guy around Plano, Texas. So I'm probably easy to recognize. You know, I only see, you, I only you, see you unicycles out there, like maybe three or four other people, for, uh, and very rarely do I see them. Yeah, I've never seen one in person. I've seen one wheels, but uh, no, I like those uh, in motion ones are pretty cool. Uh, I I love my e bike for South Florida because a lot of the uh, streets are 30 miles an hour. So. I mean, I use it all the time to just drive around South Florida, Boca, Port Lauderdale, Miami. It's you're stuck in traffic, and at least I don't know. I just yeah, I like I'm it. terrified I get around a lot I go faster. on the roads here because Actually. well, I'm in Texas. Nobody likes bikes and scooters and things. They'll be happy to knock you right over. They're not terribly friendly to us. Hmm. Yeah, I know, I know the laws are the they laws are, are different weird. from state to state, but I yeah, can ride like a bike is in a, the road. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. If I get this wrong, I'm sorry, but it's something like this. Like, I can't yeah. ride on a road with a, above a 35-mile-an-hour speed limit, but a bicycle can. Whether I could go that fast or not, I'm not allowed. Oh, I weird. can go on a sidewalk, even though I could go 30 miles an hour, but a bicycle's not supposed to, I think. I could have some of this... Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. No, yeah, there's definitely some weird. Stuff. I go yeah. whether I was it's legal or not. There are lots of places where I will go on the sidewalk. I don't care because that's how I'm going to stop myself from getting run over. So I will, I will continue to do that. Well, we're not we're not cutting that out. Yeah, well, we're keep that in there for evidence. <laughs> well, you know, I don't go 30 miles an hour on the sidewalk either because that's dangerous. You go slow on the sidewalk. <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, before it goes out here, uh, yeah, I know you've been a little quiet on YouTube these days. So are you, are you working on anything um, anything awesome we should know about? No. Um, my lab is uh, still under construction. It's, uh, it's I'm still in a lot of boxes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I guess so. you moved, made the move from South Florida to, uh, where, do, where do you live, live now? I, li I live What's in Upper Guard County, which is, no, I'm you know, I'm Cape Canaveral. Okay. 
Yeah, we, we need the address really for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, space Space Coast. Uh, you know, it's it, a cool fact if you didn't know that uh, the area code for Brevard County is three two one, like three two one liftoff. I wonder when that happened. Oh, yeah. that's nice. And it's on purpose. Oh, that's yeah, that in, uh, in 1999, that, they changed it. Before, na- before around they then, changed the area code 321 would not have been a legal area code. That wouldn't have been allowed. They, the numbers had to be, there were certain combinations that were allowed. The phone systems weren't smart so, enough for area codes yeah, and prefixes so that's the, to match. It had to, it used, you know, there was, they never <laughs> collided. Yeah, so, but anyway, yeah, it's a weird fact the, the Brevard County like my phone number is 321 oh, so now I know where to get my next yeah, phone number starts with 321 <laughs> 8675309 right but uh in terms of what I'm working on and what I want to work on I do want to do YouTube stuff it's actually pretty cool when I got to work everyone was like oh you're the YouTube That's guy right. like it's like I'm not I'm not really the YouTube guy I just have done YouTube but yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of people already, uh, it, was, it was pretty, I got a cool welcome. Uh, and what was really cool is that uh, I got offered multiple positions and I got to choose. They said, do you want to go to Seattle? Do you want to go to Texas? Do you want to go to Virginia? Do you want to go to Colorado? We have like uh, sites all over the country, but my wife refused to go where there was snow. Otherwise, I would have picked Colorado. Because Colorado is yeah. oh, yeah, cool. my favorite state that I've been in. Uh, I love Florida too, but I grew up in Cape Canaveral. Like I okay. grew up here. And, yeah. uh, but anyway, I picked Kennedy Space Center yeah. uh, because uh, it's the coolest place. I mean, I get to watch launches every oh, week. Sure. That's awesome. Now, it, now is your uh, wife? Your wife's from uh, Columbia, is that Columbia. right? Columbia. So yep. yeah, she's a she's a warm weather person, I suppose. As as am <laughs> I, and, and my wife, I yeah. suppose. So. Yeah, yeah. She wants to stay here. She loves Florida. Um, but uh, she she was in New York for three no. years, and she's like, uh-uh, well, snow no is more fun when you don't have to live in it. You know, go to work and shovel yeah. your car out, definitely and clean your uh, car off, and yeah, yeah. I've never had to do. That. I lived in South Carolina for many years, and that was the. Uh, I thought that was you know I went up there for college and stayed there for a long time. I, I thought it was going to be just so cold there. I thought it was just like the freezing north. But you know, most people in the United States consider South Carolina to be like the south of the, the country, which is which hmm. is true. But you know. When you're from Florida, it, your perspectives are a little strange, I think. Yeah. So, I've but, been trying um, to convince Jeremy that he needs to get his face on you. Yeah, the, more, so. But he, he just won't do it. I should tell myself the same thing. I just, I can't really, I don't know. I never got around to it. Uh, I think it's important, though. I think it does help. Uh, definitely. Like, you know, DIY, you had you guys yeah. interviewed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, no, he's he's got a great channel. Yeah. You know, and. Um, I, I like I really like his stuff. Jeremy's not nearly as handsome as Matt Warren. Um, great. So. Yeah, he's. I mean, look at him here. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's probably that's probably true. But uh, you know, yeah. but that's okay. But, we can't, we can't no, all, but we can't uh, I think there I think there is something though to actually connecting. It's just it's a little like even for me still. It's I I've never made a video when I'm on. I think I, one video I have on camera. But and, and here's a little fun fact: Disney, Disney paid me to do the only video on my YouTube channel. It, that shows my face. Disney paid me to take apart a bug zapper, and I showed how it worked. I explained the circuit in the bug zapper, Very nice. and they gave me five thousand dollars. And why, my family didn't did, believe. Why did they my want family to do didn't, that? Was it my family did? It was Disney was looking for talent, I think, and I wasn't it. But they paid me to try me. <laughs> I think. Uh, 
they were I think that they were trying to get into that maker niche. Oh, so okay. uh, something how it t- worked out. They paid me five grand to make a video What's on the bug taking zapper, a part your of bug idea zapper. Or their idea? It's showing how it worked and putting it. It was mine. I gave them a handful of things that okay. I could take apart and show. You know how it worked, and they went I mean, with that five, one. Five thousand dollars to fail at something yeah. isn't isn't so bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, my family though. Like people were like, "Oh, that's a scam." You're, you know, but I showed them the. I had a check with Disney Mickey Mouse on it, <laughs> and I took it to the bank, and even the bank was like, "Hey, <laughs> like, is this we're real? gonna find out." <laughs> yeah, I promise. We'll out I promise. It's not a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think you, you should show your face, Jeremy. I mean, it's, uh, I should too. I, I mean, I, I do sometimes, but it's just not like. I, I guess my philosophy is it's, it's about the project, not about me. But yeah. maybe that's not the way. No, but it is about you. No, it is about you, though. It's about picking your brain, and your your creativity is different than mine. And and uh, I think that's why you have a podcast like this because picking people's brains is interesting and fun, and uh, yeah. it's no, what I, it's all about. I, um, I, I love love meeting new people, love meeting you know connecting with people, and you know it was awesome to meet you in person. I guess that's the cool thing. It's like. I don't know. It's just just awesome to meet people people like you and you know like we're talking about Matt Perks. I mean, he was yeah. he was an awesome guest too. Really great guy. Um, I mean, you know, lots of people yeah. had on that have been great. Yep. I was great, I was course. listening to the previous um, podcast of your yeah. well, episode ten today, and uh, okay, maybe, uh, I was probably a bit more nervous, nervous back but then. there's no video to go I, along a, with it, so it, I I don't know if you looked nervous. Okay, but what I wanted to know because. Yeah. There's a pick and place machine sitting behind me, and you guys were looked sounded like you were talking about getting to a pick and place, and I didn't. Uh, I, but it, I didn't. I don't know what happened. So you have. Uh, I actually. You talked about it in the. Uh, yeah, DIY we episode. have the, the you, open you source. Talked about the one you had, Stephen Hawes. Open, open, open source Lumen PNP. Yeah. Now that's awesome. Uh, I would love to have something like that. Like I, I have a you know rework station. I've, I have all the equipment to do SMD work here. Uh, yeah, but it's hand placing, yeah. and uh, you know you could get by. But it would I would love to have a little pick and place. And so you know, after I listened to that episode, I was like, oh, that would be cool. But no, I've never yeah. made one. Um, I worked with a lot of them, Samsung, like big. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of big, big ones, uh, X-ray machines and things like that. Yeah. For, I've gotten uh, to the point. I've got my BGAs vision calibrated and, and stuff, but I I'm at the point where I have to run my first job now. And I, I got a little intimidated, so I took a break. That's awesome. If you, if you have some time, we did we did have Stephen Hawes on. I don't know if you've heard that one, but um, you know he okay. was uh, basically we were so we were so impressed with him that Pat actually Pat actually bought bought one after like a couple yeah, days. Yeah, okay. days right? after the interview, I ordered my awesome. pick and play. Okay, no, that's cool. I didn't know that you guys had uh, him interview. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a cool. he's a yeah. he's a good guy, and I was you know I was honestly I went to, into it a little bit skeptical about the whole thing. Anyway, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I, I was. You can tell. I think. I think yeah. once you talk to someone long enough, I think you can kind of tell. I think that as an engineer, the more you know, the more you know that people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and it's like people that act like they know what they're talking about. Usually, they don't know what they're. Yeah, talking you know about. when something sounds like marketing instead of uh, yeah, you know, actual yeah. know-how. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, with that, uh, Patter, are you are you working on anything cool these days, or you got anything? I mean, your uh, well, obviously. I had some trouble with one of my devices, Jeremy. I use one of your uh, macro. This is the exact one that wow. I use. I use this out in the garage on my CNC as my pendant to jog the the axes awesome. around. 
And right. your knob on here, Jeremy, it was double clicking every time I turned it in one direction and single clicking. Oh, no. In the other. So I brought it inside. I figured maybe I'll flash it and put a new delay on the, you know, the, what do you call it? The key press delay, you know, right, debouncing right. or something. But I brought it in here and I did this with it a couple oh, of yeah, times. Oh, yeah, you I plugged it in it's... and it's working fine. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, I was that... thinking that it could be like the, the World Cup uh, World Cup edition. You know, you spin it around, make lots of noise. It could be... Yeah, I'm assuming I got carbon fiber dust in the like, in the switch there. Switch? What do you... The encoder? The rotary yeah, encoder? That's, yeah, that's the rotary encoder. encoder. Yep. Yep, and I bet spinning it around just, you know, cleaned out whatever was trouble in there, Jeremy. But I'm so yeah. happy oh. to have that macro pad out there. It's so handy. So oh. I, I've been I've been I've been collecting stickers for a really long time, but this oh, nice. one. Oh, that's oh, I great. know that one. We do know that one. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, I have the wrong mug. One of my mugs <laughs> has it, but it's not this one. This is the butter what mug. Got a, yeah. Well, that's that's. I love that's stickers. Really awesome. So you're on my you're on my uh, sticker wall of fame. Anthony, are you old enough to know about garbage pail kids? I'm. I was born in 1990. You tell me. Oh well, <laughs> probably. I don't know how long they persisted. I mean, they were brand new when I was in elementary school. And excited. They, they were but... kind of terrible, though. You know, it's. I don't know what they are. No. I'm oh sorry. well, they're terrible. Well, they're stickers. And I really okay. want to be a garbage pail kid. I want to make a garbage pail kid of me. But if you don't understand, it won't be a good conversation. You... Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> it's. It's fine. It's. It's been on my mind this week, though. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. So that could be your new project, Pat. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. No, yeah, for me, I, I want to get back to YouTube. I uh, don't really know how that's going to work and what direction that's going to be in. Uh, I, I, you know, I want to get into more 3D printing because now I'm, I'm, I'm getting deeper in it at work. So I think it makes sense that I could be more 3D printing heavy on my channel. So my, my channel might take a direction that's not uh, expected but uh okay. i think it'll be most beneficial to the people watching if i somehow use the expertise i'm gaining you know what yeah. i mean sure. are you so, just like, going to be doing uh, hobby 3d printing like i do at home or are you going to be including metal? <laughs> yeah no i because because the metal stuff will that'll get tons of views because nobody <laughs> else is able to do it yeah, but you know, I can't take it. I can't take pictures at work. That's the yeah. thing. I, my camera. I can't touch my phone. I mean, can't. I can't take videos past the lobby. So, uh, it's something you I'm get not a, used to. You get Universal Studios or uh, or Bush Gardens to, to sponsor you taking apart some. <laughs> no, I I have two Prusas and I love them. I have a Prusa a Mini and a regular i3 MK3s. I think it's called. I tried um, to buy a Mini I, when I bought awesome. my MK3. But the the lead time on them at the time when my old three D printer broke, it was like four months before you could get a mini, and I needed a three D printer. I couldn't wait that long. Yeah, no, I uh, I love those printers, so I haven't had any problems with them. Jeremy, what kind of projects are you working on? Oh, well, uh, yeah, actually, I guess my projects. Yeah, I've, I've got a I've got a um, a clock I'm working on. I've been working on this for a while. I think maybe Anthony saw it at the Maker Fair. I had basically it's got three different faces with PCBs on them circuit boards and you know it, it's kind of done-ish but it needs to be programmed a bit more and you know these things are never never really done also it was kind of it was kind of interesting i took um i took my clear, clear crawler that my little rocking robot to my kids uh school what was that yesterday i guess and basically i had it like crawling around <laughs> to the school and stuff the kids cool. were 
you know, kids loved it. Although, although my son said the kids were scared of it, so I understand <laughs> that too. So you know, you know, get a little, little of both. Little, little uh, it was memorable one way or another. But yeah, so uh, so Pat Anthony, um, you know, thanks so much. Well, Pat, hey, you're hey, always here. You're thanks you're for having home. me on, Jeremy. Yeah, I, you're welcome, Pat. Thanks I have for fun. Me oh. on. No, I, I had a good time, and if either one of you are in this area, uh, if you if you know ahead of time, I can get you a tour. Oh, well, that just would be awesome. On, just, you should get just, up there, just throw, up there, down there, sideways, sideways, out, sideways. I'll I'll slide out, out there. over there. So that would be awesome. I, I may just take you up on yeah. that. You should go, Jeremy, because I got a tour yeah. of a bottling factory once, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. It was like Laverne and Shirley, and it was great, except more modern because Laverne and Shirley didn't have to be in there. But yeah, that was cool. Well, and well, there's you know, no Pat, rockets Laverne and Shirley involved. was be- before my time, and probably well, before it's, but technically it's before my time too. But they had reruns when I was small. <laughs> yeah, well, you remember uh, you remember that Charlie Chaplin film back in the day. Um, no, that's before kids. my time for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine too, actually. <laughs> anyway, thanks, uh, thanks you guys for everybody for, for listening to us or, and or watching us, and uh, hope you have a great, great week, whatever week it is. Yeah. So. See you guys. Thanks. Have a good one, everyone.